The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back to Becky All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now to talk a little college football is Brad Powers of BradPowersSports.com. You can follow him on X at BradPowers7. Okay, Brad, so Clemson loses 28-7. to So what does this mean for the future of the Tigers? Is perhaps there's still value in betting on them to win the ACC, or is that gone? Is there value on Kate Klubnick for Heisman, or is that gone? How should we look at Clemson after this one game? So I have those tickets. I have Kate Klubnick uh, to win the Heisman. I have that ticket. I have Clemson to win the ACC. I have Clemson over their win total. You never want to overreact to what you just saw, especially when it's one data point. It's a data point where, you know, I'd been intrigued had Clemson actually had some of those drives in the red zone. But with all that being said and with what I watched the night prior, uh, another team in the ACC and what Florida State did to LSU in the second half, I'll overreact. Uh, yeah, those tickets that I have, I'm, you know, I, I think I'm, I'd be safe to, to throw them away at this point. So I, I'm not buying what I saw uh, last night. And it wasn't just results oriented it is you know looking from from a player to player aspect i don't see an elite wide receiver core they can't get separation that's been an issue for them the last two three years uh i i see you know a defense that you know does doesn't overwhelm you at the point of attack i mean we saw you know when duke needed to run the football a little bit late in that fourth quarter they were able to do so i see k club make a quarterback continue to make the same mistakes and generally speaking i know there's a new coordinator uh, and, you know, DJ's not there. He's at Oregon State throwing for, you know, accounting for five touchdowns. Uh, it looks like yeah. the same Clemson offense in the last three years. So, no, I'm not buying Clemson as the, the ACC favorite. That resides in Tallahassee. Uh, Brad, speaking of overreaction, let, let's go over Colorado. Throw out, throw out all your Colorado <laughs> Buffaloes thoughts. Uh, nobody thought that they, they would be uh, the story of college football in week one if you go back a year. The adjustment that you made on Colorado. Tell us about your power ratings. How confident are you in that sort of adjustment? Um, they're now a three-point favorite against Nebraska. Do you have anything there? And also, I think the Heisman is worth talking about because there are multiple Colorado players getting a lot of buzz, a lot of bets in the Heisman market. Well, you you know as well as anyone, you need to be contending for a playoff spot if you're going to win the Heisman but is this the sort of situation where 
maybe it's an outlier year. Give, give me everything on your mind with Colorado. So first off, I mean, obviously, you know, I I was – because I, I made my opinion clear on Colorado. I wasn't buying, you know, the, the hype and not necessarily the hype. It was just overwhelming hype. I mean, they're being treated, you know, in the offseason like they could have been a contender. I didn't think that was the case. I did upgrade Colorado's power rating more than any team in the country coming into the season. Obviously, it wasn't enough because I went ahead and upgraded their power rating another five points. Obviously, it doesn't look like it's enough because my power ratings are screaming that there's value on Nebraska this week, and I did bet Nebraska. Keep in mind, this, this line was available last week. You could have bet in the Nebraska-Colorado game at multiple books last week. Uh, Nebraska was right around an eight-point favorite. Now they're a three-point dog. Huh. I, you know, you upgrade Colorado significantly. They were clearly the right side. You know, it was a back-and-forth game. I mean, I, I thought they were – when you look at the TCU interceptions in the end zone, missed field goal, maybe TCU should have won the game uh, in hindsight. But, uh, I mean, Nebraska, you upgraded their power rating. They probably should have beaten Minnesota. You don't adjust teams 10, 11 points off of one data point. You just don't do it. Uh, you'll go broke that way. Now, Colorado might be, end up turning out to be the exception. Uh, they certainly have a lot of playmakers on the outside. Shadour Sanders is a very capable quarterback. Travis Hunter, what he was able to do, 100-plus snaps on both sides of the ball, playing at elite level, something we haven't seen. Dylan Edwards is a true freshman, four touchdowns. Uh, incredible performance by him. Although, not, I don't think not enough people are talking about this could be a very mediocre TCU team. No play for the national championship last year. Got crushed in that game. TCU, from a statistical uh, portfolio, was more like an 8-4, and 9-3 and three team last year. Very fortunate. And all expectations were they were going to take a step back. So pump the brakes a little bit on who Colorado just beat. But you, you, you have to massively upgrade them. As far as the Heisman, uh, I'm not running the window to bet Shadour and Travis Hunter right now. And it's not that I don't like them. I mean, they put, you know, two of the best efforts that we saw in college football. But on a week, can they do it on a week-in and week-out basis? And I'm here to tell you, enough people aren't talking about it. as good as Colorado looked on Saturday. The entire conference looks good. They haven't lost a game yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, there's not going to be layups on their schedule, uh, too many of them. So, no, I don't think they're a contending team. So with that being said, I'm not making a Heisman bets on them. Another team that made a big statement was Florida State. How do you rate the Seminoles? A quarterback, Jordan Travis, looked really good as well. I'm one of the very few that I got right. Uh, you know, Florida State that I thought would beat LSU, and Jordan Travis was the Heisman bet that I made, bet the most money on. I just thought there was opportunities because I like them to beat LSU, uh, and now they're certainly in play in a couple weeks on the road against Clemson. I thought he could get out to an early lead as far as being possibly the Heisman favorite from those big showcase games. So far, so good on that front. Uh, it looks like a top five team. Uh, I mean, what you saw in the second half there looked like, uh, and you go across all of college football and everything that you saw, and, and also, you know, consider the, the quality of opponent that they were playing, uh, that, that was as good as a performance as any in college football. And they look like a, not only, you know, the favorite in the ACC, but they look like a team that's capable of winning a playoff game. So, yeah, I uh, upgraded Florida State, even though I was pretty high on them coming in the season. Maybe sort of going full circle here when it comes to Florida State and Clemson. I'm curious after North Carolina's impressive win over South Carolina, if maybe UNC has a little bit of value, say, in an ACC future or a Drake made to win the Heisman, something like that, because Florida State overwhelmed a really good LSU team. Clemson fell off, but they still have the second shortest odds 
to win the conference. I wonder if North Carolina is capable enough, especially with an improving defense, that maybe they can inch up to that top tier and truly be in contention to win the conference. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. Uh, I mean, it helps when you've got a, a top five pick in the draft coming up at the most important position and Drake May, a quarterback. Uh, defense did look improved. I'm not there yet. Uh, it, it just be, I still think Florida State's head and shoulders above, and, and we'll see. North Carolina's got to go to Clemson still, um, and there, there's some other you know tough games in there. I mean, because Miami looks pretty capable. We'll see what Miami has this week. Not there yet to, to say that uh, they're certainly in the mix, to be playing in the ACC championship game, I just right now in a neutral field, Florida State's going to be a double-digit favorite over North Carolina. I think uh, coming out of that performance, North Carolina, South Carolina, I think I'm more negative about South Carolina, particularly South Carolina's offensive line, um, than, than I am on any you know takeaway that I, I did from that game. Brad, a couple of cupcakes, but our Irish have not allowed a touchdown in the first couple of weeks. Uh, Notre Dame, they get NC State this week. Seven and a half point spread, and uh, I got to tell you, I'm I'm not trying to look past this upcoming week, but based on the result of uh, Ohio State, I'm like, oh, maybe maybe they can win that one when we get once we get to week five. What do you think about Notre Dame, NC State, and uh, the Irish overall? Yeah, you know, I didn't bet that game. I think seven and a half is a very fair number. It opened six at one book. I you know didn't even get a chance. It was the second game I looked at to bet, um, and somebody beat me to it. We're talking within 15 seconds. Somebody beat me, uh, and the, the line had already moved. So uh, I don't expect it to move too much from the 7.5 number. Very fair. We'll find out more, a lot more about Notre Dame with it being a much more competitively priced game. Uh, what, what have I seen so far? Obviously, you got to start with Sam Hartman. I mean, he's a pro quarterback. I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes or, or Aaron Rodgers, but – uh, Sam Hartman looks like a guy that if he wants to make a career out of being an NFL backup for the next 10 years, he can do that. Uh, very I mean, the, the two-minute drills that he's had at the end of the first half the last two weeks is something you'd see on Sunday. It was that good. Uh, the rest of the team, I mean, they're deeper than, than what they've been in the past. I think biggest takeaway, because the quality competition has been horrific, they look clean. They look well-coached. They, they, they tackle relatively well. They make adjustments in game because they haven't started off, you know, quickly in either of the Navy or the Tennessee State games. They haven't had a lot of stupid penalties that you see. Haven't seen a lot of break, mental breakdowns. They have to call timeouts operationally. It's been a relatively clean performance from Notre Dame in the first two weeks. Another takeaway I had, and Joe kind of touched on it, Ohio State looks like they miss C.J. Stroud. They've got off to a rough start. I think they were favored by like 30 against Indiana and only put up 23 points. How do you rate the Buckeyes moving forward? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com sale. That's hellotend.com sale. And book your free consult today. Yeah, I mean... I, maybe I'm aging myself. I can't believe this would be aging myself, but it looked like a uh, trestle ball for the Buckeyes. I have not seen that type of look from their <laughs> offense in, in a in a decade. Uh, it just didn't look like the same team. And obviously, it starts at quarterback. Uh, had trouble getting. They have elite playmakers at running back and, and wide receiver. Had tr- struggled to to get those playmakers the ball, including Marvin Harrison. They also really struggled. That offensive line has some weaknesses. And if you don't believe me, I mean, post-spring, they went out and got a couple of transfers. And I mean, I did not like the, the particularly like the transfers that they got. So they got some issues there. Defense does look better. It is just Indiana. It was, you know, keep in mind, it, it's still a power five team in, in conference. So I, maybe I'm not as down as everybody else. But, man, it was alarming to see the offense not moving up and down the field because that just has not been the case for the last 10 years. Perhaps the marquee game of week two would be Texas at Alabama. The Tide's a seven-point favorite at home. The total is 55-and-a-half. Side or total you like? And also, do you feel like that too many folks are looking back at, say, last year's game and thinking it's indicative at all of this upcoming contest? Because it sure seemed like Alabama didn't put that much on film that Sark can really study and that Texas will see a completely different Alabama offense this upcoming game. Yeah, tough one. Just because it's the biggest game doesn't mean it's offering up the, the, the biggest value. I, you know, all summer, I was thinking I was going to like Texas in the game. Uh, you know, I got a deep dive. I'm going to do a deep dive podcast tomorrow on this game. So I got to watch some film on the week one on both teams. Right now, I'm with you. I'm kind of more, you know, thinking about it. I, I think Alabama minus seven is the play here. I, I think a little bit too, there's probably a little bit too neg- much negativity on Alabama throughout the course uh, of the season until Texas actually does it. And I know they were close against Alabama last year at home. Uh, I just, I, I, I didn't see it. There were some struggles there from Quinn Ewers at the start of the right. I, I was hoping to, to get a relatively clean operation there. Didn't see it. So, uh, I mean, Alabama 66 and two last decade at home. <laughs> it takes it takes a Herculean effort. Thank Johnny Football. Uh, you know, uh-huh. thank Joe Burrow and that LSU amazing offense. That's what it takes to beat Alabama uh, at Bryant Denny. Yeah, no, no doubt about that one. Uh, you mentioned how you bet Nebraska earlier. Anything else that uh, you've already bet for week two? 
Anything else that is still holding value because this market moves uh, quite a lot. You know, I'm going to give you a total mm-hmm. that, that I love. I think it's going to end up flying over the total. Western Michigan, Syracuse, over. We're going to go uh, 55. You can still find even 54 and a half, but we're going to go over 55. If you look at terms of plays and tempo last week, Western Michigan and Syracuse to the top. And you don't think tempo with Western Michigan and Syracuse. So I think there's a little bit of hidden value there. You got your priors from previous seasons still baked into the number. Uh, I mean, Western Michigan was running plays as fast as anybody in the country last week. So I'm going to go over 55 Western Michigan, Syracuse. Awesome. How will the new rule changes affect your betting process, if at all, from what you've seen through a couple weeks now? So I I think, you know, obviously it's probably a bigger impact than what we expected as far as the amount of plays, uh, you know, being taken away. I actually think coaches, you know, because they're they're pretty what what we've seen. And if you're following along a lot of late game, teams are running their offense till the very last snap. Whether it's the backups in there, the starters in there, they feel like plays have been taken away from them. They want to make up for it. And, And we saw a late scoring in the Florida State LSU game, put the game over the total. Oregon State, San Jose State, Penn State, uh, West Virginia. I'd go on and on and on late scores where they, they're not taking knees. They're, they're, run, they're continuing to run the offense. So it did, you would think all oh, lower scoring, new clock rules. Actually, if you blindly bet the over in college football so far this year, you'd be 50 and 45. Showing it, you know, you can buy yourself a steak sandwich uh, with, with that. So <laughs> you would lose money if you were thinking opposite and betting, wanting to bet the under on every game. Well, and, and part of that, too, is when you have additional games on Sunday and Monday, that's when the market can very well catch up. And I, I do wonder, too, real quickly, if, say, week two is also a situation to bet on overs because maybe we're still thinking about the running clock too much. I can tell you my portfolio already, and I've, I bet about 50 games, and about 20 of them are totals. Uh, 60 to 65% of them were on overs. I, I they're overcompensating for the new rules, at least at this point. It's all price-driven. You give me a, you know, a number on or against any team in any game, same with the, with the total. You give me the right number, I'm going to bet over uh, or, or under. So at least at the openers, betting a lot more overs than unders, even in week two. Brad Powers of BradPowerSports.com. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our favorite NFL win totals. And we might get a little weird when it comes to some team futures right here on the BetQL Network. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus